Welcome to the Harrisburg Brethren in Christ Church podcast. My name is Ryan Cagno. The HBIC podcast brings you weekly episodes on the topic of discipleship, where we'll sit down with members of the HBIC family to hear their stories, hear about the different ways people at HBIC are pursuing discipleship, in other words, how they are learning to follow Jesus' example and obey his teachings in their daily lives in practical ways. This week, I chatted with Anwar Curtis about everything, about his new daughter, the grounding for his faith, questioning tradition, not writing off the next generation, um, some of his deeper faith questions, and all of it's connected. Uh, It's just a well-rounded and honest look into Anwar. I'm grateful for his honesty and his insight, and hope you uh, enjoy this conversation. Anwar Curtis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for making the time. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good as... uh... A long day yeah. <laughs> with a soon-to-be two-month, two-month-old, about to say two-month-year-old. That's how crazy it is, but I'm, uh, I'm excited. Thank you for extending the platform. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's lighting up your world so far? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> Absolutely. Lighting up the world, pulling down the blinds. We're trying to doing pull it. open blinds and, and her grandmother's, uh, in her meemaw's arms and <laughs> yeah. her peepaw's not believing it, even seeing it in his own eyes. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like? I mean, we, we were talking like uh, being the father of a daughter. Like, what's it? How's it changed for you? Because to me, it was like, in some ways, it was like the world going from black and white to color. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just in like what you're experiencing, and you're in early days with it. But what's it been like? So probably take I probably should have like woo saw fourteen hundred times before coming over here just to keep the emotions. But it's all good. The first, so we came home. On a Friday, we were there for like in the hospital for five days. Anale was born um, July 3rd. We came home, whatever <laughs> date that is. And I was good. And then on that Sunday, I'm sitting in the family room by myself. And this is the first time in the house by myself. Like I would come home every day, like shower, get some things, go back to the. So I was like constantly moving. But this was like the first evening on a Sunday, two days in, um, trying to put together her, uh, not bassing at her, uh, what is it called? The thing you push when you put them in. in, in stroller. Stroller, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> that happened to me yesterday, too. Yeah. You could, you all could tell I'm, I'm brand new at this. <laughs> Putting together you her stroller. You get a pass on everything for at least another month. You get a just I a blanket pass. <laughs> and, um... It hit me like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. to the point where I was like really like almost free- like I was freaking out as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. I'm like, I have a daughter. Because mm-hmm. the whole time, like I, I didn't really care what, you know, if I ever had a child, I didn't really care what the gender sex um, was or what it would be. But I always kind of wanted a boy. Um, just like the whole legacy thing, which is kind of like... I think man-made now anyway. <laughs> I think I'm getting soft already. But um, I was just like, all the things that you know you can't necessarily control when it comes to a girl, was all the reasons why, <laughs> like the main reason why I wanted a boy. Um, and Karita also wanted a boy. She's like, there's another me. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just... For like 30 seconds, I'm like, yo, I got to call all my guy friends that have girls. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. need them all to pour into me. And then 30 seconds later, 
it just hit me. Faith. Mm. It'll all work itself out. Like, she's a girl, so what? Great. You know? Um, and from that moment on, like, it's just been all systems go. Um, and I just, I can't find the words. Like, I think my smile, and you, no one can see me but you, but I think my smile, maybe the the vibration in my voice gives off that um, I'm truly, like, having the time of my life. I don't know why this didn't happen sooner, but then again, I do know why it didn't happen sooner, and I'm I'm so perfect, perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, praises to God for Because you got your specific yes. little girl. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's the... Um, I resonate with that piece of it where it's like, you know, I spent a good portion of my life, like, second-guessing my decisions thinking what about what ifs and xyz mm-hmm. and everything but then you like look at your daughter and you're just like you know okay well i w- then i wouldn't have changed a single thing about right, anything i've right, ever right. done because like cuz i have her now you know but it was a and we'll backtrack a little bit sure. on some of what we already talked about yeah. but it's been a bit of a journey for you guys yes, to get here it has. do you i mean how, whatever you're willing to share sure, sure, sure. publicly about that but like yeah could you lay out some of that or just yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um this actually so Anale is definitely like um a blessing because Karita is early forties. Nobody would ever know if you see her, especially not now, because I think the baby just gave her a, a even different glow. Um but she so few years ago we actually um she had we got pregnant and we uh, you know we lost the child like very very early on um just stress just not the right time god as i said to you earlier um this is my first time like saying this publicly but god doesn't make mistakes um hence why i'm you know i'm okay sharing this story um and so that was 2021 like a m- two months before we got, you know, we got married. And so that was just nuts in itself. And then, so then what, a year later, um, it was November. It was a Friday. It was a, a Thursday. Whatever, like, major holiday that is, um, Karita uh, took several tests <laughs> it was like i'm pregnant thanksgiving and, probably right <laughs> well no so it was before Thanksgiving. it oh, might okay. have been even october okay. um anyway sorry you on. know it's all good uh the reason why it was like this has been a journey is because just you know how life has prov- uh um demonstrated so many twists and turns from from health to job to health again, all these different challenges. Um, But again, Karita and I both, we are children of God. We both grew up, you know, in church. Um, There was a point in time where we both were questioning, like separately and individually questioning our, not so much faith, definitely not faith, but maybe religion. Um, But then, I can say we recentered, we recentered ourselves, and I believe HBIC had a lot to do with that, um, for sure. And even when Karita, um, you know, we found out that she was diagnosed with—I uh, don't even like saying that. She 
was, yeah, still diagnosed with sarcoidosis. Um, it was HBIC that, like, really, you know, we weren't even members yet, but it was HBIC that really opened um, the doors to us, for us. Even when my mother had a transition in 2018, I remember my old well, Mr. Gary, uh, who's now my father-in-law, um, reached out to Pastor Hank. And, like, from that moment on, like, Pastor Hank and I would have monthly, you know, luncheons and things of that nature. It's it's just really, like, a really great atmosphere and family-oriented um, setting here. And I think all that, you know, mixed in is the main reason why Anale is here. Um, the main reason why Karita and I uh, are still standing and although there still are challenges right now that we that are literally in our face and there are challenges that we cannot even see yet because of God always getting us over the hurdles, um, always providing us at the right opportunity, I'm looking forward to continuing to uh, knock down the barriers and provide for Anale and provide for Karita. Um, maybe not always in that same order, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> It's so funny. A coworker of mine, before Anale got here, I was like, what should I do? Who do I, like, when I come home, who do I embrace first? And he's like, always embrace Anale first. And then just give her. And I'm like, maybe sometimes. <laughs> and and it, again, again, I think it's because of the whole, maybe in the in the early ages of Anale's life, um, I'll, 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 I'll say that was the wisdom he was giving me. Um, but, Again, without without Karita, there would be no Anale. So I always make sure that, like, when I text Karita, I'm like, how are y'all doing? Dot, dot, dot. But how are you doing? You know, things of that nature. Because it's so easy now that an a, a infant is here that both of us can be forgotten at times from one, one another and just, you know, society in general. Because it's, like, always worried about the child. But without a strong mother and father, um, it's like, or without a, without strong parents, let me say that, uh, the child is only going to be a child, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll learn from society, and that's not always, like, the wave. So I hope that answered your question. Maybe it went, over like, a whole different directions, but. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think, um yeah, not to disagree with your buddies, your uh, coworkers' advice necessarily. <laughs> but, I saw your, fa- your but face. But he is wrong. <laughs> um, he is wrong. No, it's I. You know, it's um. I mean, don't choose between them when you can help it. Obviously, but yeah, th- I was always told, and I think it resonates. Like, yeah, it, I've seen plenty of marriages flounder or hit the hit the ro- the rocks. Mm-hmm when they like focus on their kids and lose like yeah. focus on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen like kids harmed because the parents spent too much time focusing on each other and like strengthening their marriage. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like no kid was ever <laughs> neglected because like their parents loved each other too much. Right. right like right. if you, if you love your spouse and cultivate that, mm-hmm. that's a, another way that's all overflowing to your, to your kid. Right. Um, that being said, man, it's, it's like the kid's a great thing, man. It's, it's a blessing from God. And and I know that 
I know there will be a lot of people listening that resonate with different aspects of your story, you know, whether it's like losing a child or um, then being surprised with one at a yeah. time where you didn't expect, <laughs> and, you know, and, and some people are, are still in that place of, you know, loss or not being able to have one and like, but when it does happen, man, it's such a blessing mm-hmm. and, and just, uh, it's cool to see you guys kind of recentering through the course of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious, like when you talked about questioning your religion, if not your faith, like what did you mean by that? So <clears throat> what I mean by that is um, I'm a person that like I don't really get caught up on like calling God he so much anymore. Um, I believe that I don't even get into the big God because of it because like all that. I, I think God is a, a energy that um, lives inside of me for sure. And that's what I mean by like the whole faith versus religion in a sense, for, for at least for me, um, I think religion is what a person wants it to be sometimes compared to faith being like what a person, like what they need it to be. Like I need faith. Faith is what keeps me going. Believing in in God and believing in the higher power is what keeps me like 10 toes down to the ground mm-hmm. and doing all the the things that I, I, I want to do, need to do um, for, for, for the human race in general. Um, and I know I may not be like, like, my my question. I'm trying to be sensitive and not sound like overly educated at the same time, um, but th- that that that's what it is to me. It's not so much like what we're what we've always been taught. Um, even when you think about some of the books in the Bible, or uh, what's that movie? The Book of Eli. This is a perfect example. Book of Eli, and as a matter of fact, um, <laughs> when Karita and I first started dating, we would have Bible study. <clears throat> well, her parents had Bible study on Sundays at at her at their house. Um, so then, when we started dating, we would I would join, and I'll never forget like Mr. Gary being like the, the dad <laughs> and trying to be cool, but also stern about like how he's. Um, Asking me questions, you know, that whole grilling thing, but being cool at the same time. Is there anything braver in the world than going to Bible study with your girlfriend's <laughs> father? I mean, come on. Even Karina was like, he, I mean, he tried it. <laughs> but he was asking me just about my, my faith, and he, he knew my father um, prior, so he, or he still knows, you know, knows my dad, et cetera. But anyway, I gave him the example of the Book of Eli, the movie. And at the end, <clears throat> what what hit me, which I always questioned, it was so cool kind of finally seeing a movie about it, was what if the person that wrote the script, like wrote the chapter of whatever part of the Bible, like what if they tampered with it? What if they wanted to put in what they wanted to put in instead of putting in what they were, you know, led to put in? Um, that's what I really mean by religion versus faith in a nutshell. And I know a lot of people, you know, it may that they may, you know, may disagree, which is totally, totally fine. 
Um, but that's just for me, like how I define my faith in a long, like long story short. Trying to get past what you're understanding to be like kind of a, a man-made thing. Like when you describe religion as something that we just kind of like that serves us or is like what we want it to be. Right. You're trying to get past that to right. the more direct kind of like engagement. The with, important stuff, in my opinion. God. Maybe that's not wor- that the words you would say. Um, but yes, yeah, like from man-made to yeah, that that you said that perfectly. That's what they pay me to do. <laughs> <on that. laughs> Beyond the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they don't think they're paying me for this podcast. That would be uh, I'd get a talking to if. What did you do this month, Ryan? Well, four new episodes, so thanks, guys. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So how then has your – how has HBIC factored in that? You said this place kind of recentered you and and Karita in certain ways. Like how has your faith grown since being being here and and more involved? It's been, what, the last four or five years, longer than that? Yeah, so – I feel like my first time coming to HBIC was 2014. Well, definitely 2014. Okay. It's been a while. Because Karita and um, I, I always call her Mrs. Donez because that's how I'm like. So, Miss Donez, who is Pastor Carmen, mm-hmm. was Karita's um, paraprofessional yeah. at uh, the school where we all worked at. Um, and I think the year before is, I, I believe, is when. Um, Mrs. Dona has like introduced Karita to HBIC. So I don't know if she visited several times before like her and I met or we all kind of went <clears throat> around the same time. But um, coming to HBIC uh, is a breath of fresh air for me because it's like I've always been in multicultural settings. Um, I don't shy away from being a, a child who's always been in private schools from kindergarten up until uh, my senior year of high school. Then I went to Lincoln University and graduated from there. Um, So that was like, Lincoln was my first time, like just being around uh, like all blacks, like predominantly. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I was in private school. So it was like either majority, like I was always up until like seventh, sixth, seventh grade, I was always like the only black boy or one of two from like literally kindergarten to like sixth grade. Um, <clears throat> so coming here and then like even that transition from Pastor Woody to Pastor Hank, um, and seeing how the, you know, the congregation, the members still, like they still embraced Pastor Hank, even with that switch <clears throat> truly defines HBIC as a, you know, a brother, a multicultural like church. So seeing that. Living as a black man, can't get away from that. It reassures me that what was instilled in me as a child, um, which is just because I'm, you know, I have like, I'm equal. It, it just reassured me that, you know, there's still, I hate saying hope, but there's still hope. Because even around that time, like there were so many, national tragedies of like police brutality um from like you know projecting on just like black people black men black women um it was a really like high level like 
crazy time. Like those years were just yeah. wild. It was like, what side of the fence are you going to be on? And just being able to be in a church where, like, there are no fences, mm. um, <clears throat> especially like with that test of how are they going to react to Pastor Hank, um, really, really, uh, it reassured me that God is in control. Mm. Like, long story short, because you're not seeing the same type of unity other places in the world at that point is what not you're in the world no like because the world's the world mm-hmm. you know what i mean so and then there's this whole like narrative that like there's more separation than there is togetherness which in some senses yes but i think you really have to go beyond like the surface and you have to find those pockets um that's from a local to a state to a national uh, perspective, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like coming to HBIC, it, it it showed me something different. This is my first time. Even Pastor Woody, like I never had a a white um, or Caucasian. I'm, I don't know exactly what the. <laughs> I always say white and black. Sorry. I go white. <laughs> you know, I keep looking and looking on the map, and I can't find Caucasia. Just anywhere. Where is it? If someone could uh, comment on this and let me know. I've been looking. I feel you. But um, that was my first time, like, going to a church, um, like, not mandatory, because when I was at McDevitt, like, we would do ma- ma- uh, yeah, mass and things of that nature. Mass is uh, Islam, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, his sermons were so, like, they resonated to not even me. Karita could never stop laughing, like from you know how he per- he would add jokes and things of that nature. Mr. Gary and Mrs. Janice, they really like were engaged. And then when Pastor Hank came again, it's like, well, how's he going to like not so much top it, but like, what is he going to do to keep everybody engaged? And what I appreciate the most, and I'll never forget. Um, it was a championship tour from TDE, which is Kendrick Lamar. His former uh, label he was signed to, Top Dog Entertainment. Karita and I are walking to our seats, <laughs> and we look to our right, and who do we see? Pastor Hank. I re- I wish you had said Pastor Woody, man. <laughs> he might have been there, too. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but it, it, it was just, it was so cool seeing Pastor Hank there. Because he would add bars from like uh, Chance the Rapper, um, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Like he would add these like bars in his sermons. And I believe even like a month or two ago, one of the new members, like his first time visiting HBIC, he said it when he was like uh, kind of giving his testimony, the first time he visited H- uh, HBIC. Pastor Hank like set a a chance to rapper bar. He's like, I've never experienced that before. So you know, it's it's things like that that allow everybody to be relatable. Um, I get it. I can tell you know Karita's parents like what he means. If there's a joke that Pastor Woody would say, you know, <clears throat> they could tell. You know, it was it's just it was just so cool. It's it's. HBIC has really uh, kept my faith going, hmm. long story short. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I'm with you um, about HPIC and about the church in general and churches I've been a part of. You know, people, um, some people that I've known in life have had these really vivid, crazy spiritual experiences where, you know, they've seen miracles or seen just like God working in these um, really fantastical ways. Uh, For me, the bedrock and where I come back to in terms of like, where's my faith like grounded it, God has always proven himself through, um, through the church. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this is Christ's body and I experience Christ. He doesn't show up at my, you know, bedside every day and talk to me straight up, but like through these people, through the way they treat each other, through what you see when you step into this room and, and, and whatever it may be, um, and the different ways that the church is with each other and, and in their community, um, to me, that's kind of like the the grounding of faith, mm-hmm. which is a double edged sword a little bit because <laughs> when the church like when the church misses it or when the church you know um, isn't acting like they should, it can really like send you in a spiral. Or it's yeah. been that way for me, you know. It's really like faith questions. Like I don't doubt my faith because of like this or that intellectual whatever it may be. It's uh, question. It's it's when the church like isn't the church that that's the whole to go back to like the whole uh what i said faith versus religion um you hit it again i never forget one thing that really drew mr gary here was seeing pastor woody sitting in the congregation and not the like traditional baptist way where they're like in the pulpit at all times yeah or um, like up on a yeah, like nice chair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he, you know, that that really like stood out to him. Um, and it's like again, like those little pockets paying attention to, to details, you can really see like a person or a building's or like a church's. Uh, I won't say agenda, but like how how much they care. Long story short. Um, were you, so you went to McDevitt and were you in the original Market Street McDevitt? The original McDevitt. Not one day. <laughs> popped it out to Lower Paxton Township. Uh, yeah, no comment, I guess, on that. Um, were you then also like mostly in like Catholic spaces or Baptist spaces growing up or Baptist. what? Baptist. Like, yeah, it was, uh. I mean, even before, I didn't even know that, like, Baptists and, and Catholics were all still under the same umbrella until I got to McDevitt. They <laughs> might not say that they were, but <laughs> depends how big an umbrella you got. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just from the time I, you know, I was christened till I I became a member here. I, um, I've always been in the Bapt- a Baptist church. And it was just, how is it different than this? I'm just curious. Oh, like, I mean, from Mr. Gary's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's that. Yeah, yeah there's, that, there's that, the thrones up that, on stage. Uh, and, and well, I mean, long story short, the multicultural aspect. Cause you just, and that's what I kind of mean by like, I didn't know that Baptists and Catholics like all still like <laughs> prayed to the same God until like my freshman year of high school. Because it was always like a white versus black thing, or 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 though it was 
portrayed. And then when I got to McDevitt and I realized, okay, yeah, there's a lot of blacks that are also Catholic. And it's so crazy how I'm like, we said religion versus faith and then like white versus black and all of that and how it just ties in, which is still in 2023, like ridiculous. Um, the way it ties in is ridiculous. Let me let me say that. Um, I didn't have a bad experience really until the end, like, so the last church that I was a member of, I'm not going to say on air <laughs> just because I found out I was no longer a member because I stopped going to, to church. And I was like, how, but why is that a thing? Like, cause, you know, I, I haven't been there and I haven't tied. Like, I, I'm not really, have you asked why I'm not, <laughs> like, where am I? All these, and my the reasoning was so, like, crazy from me me going away to school. Um, My maternal grandmother had passed away. My father's uh, dad, he passed away in 2007. Like, literally, they passed away, like, almost a year apart. Um, And this is, like, my junior year, senior, senior year. Or year three, year four, I should say. <laughs> I didn't I didn't graduate on time, which is cool. Um and then I came home. My dad, he's a musician, so he really like joined where he played. He was uh and there was even times where he stopped going to church. Never really asked him why, to be honest with you. Um but I have a feeling like it's it's kind of the same or maybe similar to maybe your story of how you were going. And honestly, you're the first white person to even tell me, well, second, one of our nurses had expressed that she had a bad, she was white, super cool white lady. Um, she had a bad experience with a couple of churches. And I never knew, like, that was, a, it's just my ignorance. I'm like, why wouldn't I know that? But if you're not in it, you wouldn't really realize, which is why it's so important for us to share as much as we can um, because whether it's religion or our complexion or our gender, sex, or, you know, whatever, you never know who you're, how much you are, re- like, related to somebody once you take away all those things. Like, we're related. We're two different races because of certain life experiences. I think that's what really makes it a brother and sister and of Christ type situation. I believe that's what really, like, when I say faith and religion, that is what it is to me. Um, let's strip everything, color, who you are, and, and share the experience. And that's where the connect comes. Um, and that, that to me is an energy. And that, that to me is, 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 is God. And that's, that to me is faith. Have you noticed how I keep trying to answer <laughs> that original question? No, it's good. It helps me. Uh, I, I, it would be easy to pull out a theme for this one. So wearing your faith and understanding then is like, um, you know, talking in terms of energy, et cetera, and like, and where the church is playing into this, where in your faith does like the, does Jesus, is that situate? You know what I mean? That, where does he figure? So that still is something I'm figuring out to a degree. Um, this question is so cool because, like, you're, you're once you articulate, you're able to really dig deep within yourself if you never really answered the question. I think about this type of stuff, but I never really was asked it um, 
and especially not in a setting where like <laughs> people will really dissect it. Um, but the whole even to the to the point of like where Jesus was born, and when you see pictures, um, did you see Shy? You ever see the movie Chirac? So super cool movie. It's based in Chicago, Chirac, of course. And the cool thing about that movie, which Karita pointed out, was there the pastor in that movie was white, um, like younger than Pastor Woody, <laughs> and he was like really, really hip. And his, like his Jesus was actually black, and it was just like. That was, of course, that was super intentional, but you never really see that. And again, you get so caught up on what did, like, if he really, if Jesus really lived in this part of the world, like, how could he be this complexion, et cetera? Um, I tried to, like, I'm still, I'm still working on getting through all of that because then that also digs deeper into like your historical backgrounds and as us as black people we don't really at least for me like Anale has brown hair <laughs> like Karita has no brown hair in her whatsoever and up until like you don't have any hair at all yeah so, I mean. and then my beard up until like four <laughs> years ago like I just started seeing like spritz of red um so when you see these these this these things like that show your DNA. It's like, well, what, what's all am I mixed with? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it's just it. I can say for me, it's not really fair. Like now, seeing my daughter and now knowing that I'm going to have to answer a lot of questions that I don't know, or the whole how like is she going to be treated better than? a darker-skinned little girl because at the moment, anyway, she's lighter than, like, she's lighter than me. My mother was was fair, fair-skinned. Um, you, to go back on the whole Jesus thing, it's just, I'm working on that. I do believe in Jesus, but I'm just working on what... Like the I, baggage of, like, yeah, yeah, white yeah. Jesus and right. Jesus as handed down by white Western tradition. Right, right. And it's like, but then I got to go back on what I just said, like strip everything. And then like, if I'm believing in God and believing like, you know, and I have personal testimonies where God has showed up, then I know like Jesus died on the cross for us, whether it was like a literal thing or, or not a literal thing. I do believe that. Um, I just wish that, I knew like how much of the story was like real compared to like not real. If that's you know a thing, it may not even be real, and that's great. I just wish I, I wish I knew like a hundred percent. Yeah. Know? <laughs> well, and I think it's cool for you to be honest about that, and I think it's cool and instructive to people potentially to say like, look, I have active questions I'm working through on this, figuring out how exactly I would articulate it to myself to my daughter. But I have faith because because I have experienced God in my life and because of, like, the way I see the church representing God. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, and at least to this point, that's, like, enough for you, right? Like, right. you don't, you know, and there's time to, like, work through the intellectual questions and ask the questions about Scripture. And I wish more people would ask the questions about Scripture because I love talking about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but to, to see like where your faith is grounded in that journey that you're on of, yeah, it's a good thing. You should want to, um, you should want to peel back layers of like human tradition and cause we have for 2000 years been just adding things on, adding yeah. layers on yeah, to yeah. who layers Jesus was, layers. you yeah. know what I mean? And it, it, yeah, you don't want to be at the end of like a game of telephone, <laughs> Word. you know, right. With Jesus. Um, Word. That was a perfect analogy. <laughs> like, I don't think that, that was perfect. That was, perfect. <laughs> I mean, again, that's, that's what, what they, they pay, pay me for. for. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got it. You got it. Um, yeah. So I, I understand and respect that. Um, and so getting down to the bed, the bedrock, who God is, um, and being on that search, you know, I commend that and, and Thank you. for sure. Um, cause it's difficult, you know, when, especially when <clears throat> something, some traditions you want to like keep in your pocket, like it's like, ah, and then there's other tra- traditions where it's like, why and we're yeah because we're like three years apart so it's so wild like two days ago i'm like am i 36 or am i 37 i was literally asking myself doesn't it doesn't matter anymore because i I, I just turned 37 like two months ago but uh yeah she came three days after my birthday so it's like i don't even know what my age is at the moment but um we kind of we're in this like sweet spot generationally where i want so much call it like being rebellious but changing what doesn't work um or what doesn't work so much for us like i've been literally sitting on this post that i wanted to, i wanted to post on facebook like for a couple of days where it's like i refuse to believe that each generation gets dumb, like more dumb than the, than the one before. But if that is the case, it's the generation before's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Oh. <laughs> it's the quick response to the kids these days thing. It's like, well, who the heck raised us? Like, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm so glad like we we vibed on that one real quick. Yeah, um, no, don't get me started. It's all right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, with me and and my wife, Karita, like there are certain things even that she was raised, like was instilled in her um, that could affect our dynamic. Um, Not that it was anything bad, but it's like, it's like be an independent woman, but then also... um, honor and respect your husband. And sometimes that could be like a double. If you don't have a strong partner, um, that can be really, really wild. Mm -hmm. So thank God I am like confident in who I am that never affected me that like for, you know, for since the beginning of our time, she made more bread than I did. Like I never had an issue with that because number one, I knew, number one, it wasn't about that. It was about what's inside and where we're going, you know, together individually and collectively. Um, but then also how am I going to lead despite my situation? How am I going to lead this woman to believe that I'm okay following or standing beside, 
and and hopefully she it clicked like okay he's okay to follow because he also follows me you know because there's plenty of times where <clears throat> I have to follow her and that's not even like a financial I know I love with finance but that's not always a financial type thing but a society will will tell you from like my great grandfather and great grandparents generation and grandparents generation like the husband works comes home gives the wife the check the wife takes care of the kid etc um even like that was a kind of not that per se but the nine months preparing for Anale um was a journey because I'm so hands-on you know I didn't want and then her you know her her mother's side they're so used to like the women um taking care of like the child you know uh still working all that but like that's it's just generational like traditions that thank God we don't have to we're not subjected to anymore so so like when I'm gone like when I'm at work um and I come home like I'm doing anything and everything to let Karita get a break you know um if we're at her parents I'm doing anything and everything to let her parents get a break because that's Number one, that's our child. That's my responsibility to help, to assist, to parent. Um, and I'm just so glad that we, like our generation, and I believe that each generation does pour in from the previous, like their rebellion, like how rebellious they were the prior, that um, we kind of tweak it in our own way. And we we find ways to make it work, which is why I will I, I will never, ever like give up on our youth, like ever, mm-hmm. um, because we made mistakes as children, as young adults, as adults. They're going to make the same mistakes. It may just look different, and that's okay. But who am I to shame? You know, just because now I have a, a kid, it's like, I, how dare these, these ch- No, because when we were in high school, our friends were doing a, some of the same things. Some of us were doing some of the same things. Some of us went to, like, juvenile, juvie, and all these things we can't forget. Like, we, it's so, it's like the Matrix, or not, men in black Johns in front of us all the time. Yeah. Now when we have children, and, or or our lives have evolved, it's like, we're going to forget about our past. That, to me, is the biggest Achilles heel um, when it comes to, like, people, like, forgetting the experiences. And I think, again, if we talk, if we share more, then we can at least prepare more. If we share more, we can prepare more. Nice yeah. little bar. It rhymes. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's so many things I would want to respond to there. I mean, I just, yeah, it's short-sighted. Like, and it's the it's the men in black, you know, thing. Like you said, like it has to be every generation in human history has said like kids these days, and has said like, man, the world's gone. Like, <laughs> to give us perspective, they were literally saying that in like 1475 or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yep. I sh- I hesitate to bring a child <laughs> into this world because like what they're gonna inherit, you know. And I mean, I I know people my age, and you know, that'll look at the world and think, 
man, like I wouldn't want to bring a kid into this world. Like, it's scary, but at the same time, it's like scary, but like it's been you, scary. Yeah, but tell it, but then go tell that to a sixteen-year-old, and right. they'll be like, "Well, what are you talking about? Like, this is my like, right, right, this right. is my life ahead right, of me. Like, right. I don't, I, I understand if you want to like pack it in, and you feel like everything's over and like the the world is ending, but I'm sixteen and I'm, yeah. I'm just getting started, you know, and in regards to the mistakes that they're going to make and are making and stuff. Yeah. We, we really, um, can forget our own lives mm-hmm. and stories mm-hmm. and, and man, like, um, we put clean clothes on without bathing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> bars on bars. Yeah. 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 No kidding. So you definitely are passionate about, Stripping away in a, in a whole in in a, a lot of different arenas, <laughs> just the tradition and what's yeah, been handed yeah, down, yeah. or at least questioning it and saying yeah. like, you're handed this thing from your parents, from your wife's parents, from society, and you're not just gonna take that on. You're gonna question it mm-hmm. and like kind of down it. Which I agree with you, like the marital roles. You know what I mean? The idea of like I'm not gonna just take this expectation that even though my wife's you know, two months out from having a kid, like there should be like dinner ready when I get yeah, home, not et cetera. A... Like, no, I'm going to walk <laughs> in and everything's going to be on fire Word. and I'm going to like, I can make dinner and I right. can do X, Y, Z. And I'm going to like, you know, um, you know, speaking of scripture and stuff that people get caught up on and stuff sometimes, like, you know, the same chapter where it talks about wives submit to your husbands in Ephesians five, it says like, uh, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And to the degree that it talks about men as the head, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and we don't need to like mm-hmm. go way down the rabbit hole of this, mm-hmm. uh, but it <laughs> says, <laughs> husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and laid down his life for her. So to like people that I've talked with or mentally sparred with mm-hmm. about, you know, um, believing in like this really rigid like gender hierarchy and stuff in the home. Uh, or the church, it's like, okay, cool. You want to be the head. You're a big man. What that looks like is uh, laying down your life. It looks like dying, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looks like um, my role, if I am the leader, quote unquote, which it never says leader, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not in there at all. <laughs> that word is not applied to the, the husband ever in scripture. Okay, great. Then like die. Sacrifice everything. Sacrifice your desires today. Big picture, small picture. Sacrifice what you think you're owed when you walk through that door. Sacrifice maybe your ambitions and wanting mm-hmm. to be the the quote the stereotypical mm-hmm. breadwinner and let your wife lead mm-hmm. and let your wife like provide mm-hmm. and you support her. You know that's probably the that might be the biggest sacrifice a lot of men could make is yeah. to say like I'm gonna let my wife provide and i'm gonna support her and cheer you, her on you, you you preached on that before didn't you i don't either you I, or pastor uh, i know every has. time like every those are always my favorite like <laughs> sermons when when we break down the submission word mm-hmm. and, and how it's applied to men and women i just i'm always locked in mm-hmm. um yeah i love i mean i'm like a bible person like i just <laughs> Which feels like an obvious thing you should probably say if you're a pastor or whatever. <laughs> but like I, I I can't get enough of it. But um digging into like what's really going on there with some of the stuff and like to your point of like uh, uh 
a lot of scripture has been used by human tradition in certain ways, and we haven't like stepped back and asked mm-hmm. questions of it and consider mm-hmm. what's really being said here, right? But even that, like, so Ephesians five. So in the original text, like, it's just in the original text, there's no chapter breaks, there's no verse breaks, there isn't. It's all like caps lock Greek letters, like mm-hmm. it's all capitals. Every sentence runs into another, and it's just like <laughs> we have to do our best to kind of figure out mm-hmm. where things start and stop. Some Bibles, depending on, you know, so the ESV is this Bible that believes in the people that translated it are very firm on, like, men are the leaders. Um, so they get to the verse that says, uh, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And they they put that up in the previous section, and then they have a clean paragraph break, a new header, like Paul's instructions to families. And then it says, wives, submit to your husbands out of, you know. Um, it's like, wait a minute, like, yeah, yeah. What, what's that break doing right, there? Like, where'd that come from? Yeah, yeah, where did we, who, who, uh, who hit in, uh, return, return, indent, and added a paragraph header here? Like, that's, It changed the font, the italic, Yeah, right, 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 bold, right. What are we doing? Like, uh, let's put it on the next page just Word. for good measure. Like, that, the, you know, why submit to your husband's uh, changes when it's followed by, when it follows submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. And when you look at it in context of, the man's requirement to submit and to to die, um, you know. So that's where we have to just, like, we have to be responsible and we have to... Um, I'm all about, like, the peeling back the layers and the deconstructing things. Because for me, like, the bedrock is, like, is... Well, the bedrock is Jesus and Jesus as revealed in Scripture. And, and I want to peel back anything and everything that mm-hmm. we've added on to that and built on to that mm-hmm. um, and get down to that, like, ground zero as much as we possibly can. So, How I'm do you that. feel about um, my, my, my big bro, Corey, who I do a Debatable Decisions podcast with? He had brought to my Plug, attention. plug, plug. <laughs> link, in, link in the bio. <laughs> um. He was like the whole Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and how there's like there's nothing like they it went from Father, Son, and there's no mention of mother, woman, wife, nothing. It's just Father, man, which is a male based, Son, male based, and then Holy Spirit, and it's like when when like those type of things mm-hmm. is like you know when your third eye is is at least blinking, it's like. Yeah, but why? Why is it like that? Yeah, when I and you mentioned earlier, and I kind of want to circle back, but like you're in a process of, or you've come to the place where you don't want to call God a he, right? And you, I noticed you called God God, and you mm-hmm. said that um, because, yeah, because God the Father, the first person of the Trinity, is not a. It's not. He's not a he technically, right? I almost said it. I did not mean to say that. That was a Freudian slip. I was saying it's not like that. Is what I was going to say. I was not calling God it. And I feel like I want to be like triply clear on that. Um, God is not a he in the sense that Jesus is a he, right? Like God's not. Um, God is. We use that term because like Scripture sometimes refers to God as a father. God also, or Scripture also uses you know, matronly imagery to describe God. But, like, I mean, one of the main, you know, one of the big commands in Scripture is to not, you know, make graven images. And and there was this, God was always trying to communicate to the people in the Old Testament, especially, like, I'm not not visible. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm spirit. I'm Mm -hmm. not a man 
in the image that you would make me. So don't right. make images of God right. because um, God made images of God and it's called humans, male and female, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I kind of affirm that. Like I, I still use he and him for God just because um, for a couple of reasons. Um, just because I, I think not using pronouns just makes God feel really impersonal and like only like a yeah impersonal and not like a person I'm interacting with and like Jesus is he him and I don't want to say he him as if we're having like the pronoun discussion you know what I'm saying Jesus came and was born as a man and like Jesus is God and so it's like God is not a man, but Jesus is a man, and Jesus is God, and that's where it gets trippy. Um, yeah, just yeah. But for that, and for that reason, like you said, like people throughout different people times in the church or history have kind of then portrayed like the spirit as a as as female to balance that out, which I don't. Um, Catholic, the Catholic Church has this a little easier because they have like they have the Virgin Mary as kind of mm-hmm. like the mother figure, mm-hmm. you know, the mother of God in, um, in their theology. Um, sorry, we're going like way down the no, road now, but <laughs> in answer perfect. to your question, um, yeah, it is tough. I mean, I think like whatever you want to say about pronouns in relation to God, like God is not a male, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus came as a bodily person and that's significant, you know, if Jesus didn't come mm-hmm. and live as us and die as one of us, then like, we're not, uh, we can't, we don't have any hope in the resurrection if he didn't go through all that. Right? right. So it's significant in that sense, but I don't know if that was helpful at all. No, no. And I try to be very, very careful. Like when I am speaking on stuff like this, because like once it leaves me, like I can't control like the yeah. narrative. Um, and I never want to, especially again with, when it comes to like our youth, I never want to, I'm not this false prophet. Like I don't, I can't really recite scriptures. I don't know how many books are in a Bible. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't know all these things. So even the way you just broke it down, I feel like if we would have never opened the Pandora's box with the response earlier, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what you just shared with me as far as. There are parts of the Bible where woman is referred to. Um, and the word I was I was stumbling on when we were talking about H Big and the experience, the intentions. That's the word um that has like resurrected my faith over the years. The intentions that the members here, the um the pastors here, they all like hold on their on their on their shoulder. Um, is why I was all the way okay following my wife because she wanted to be, she wanted to join first before I did. And <clears throat> my whole thing was I don't want to be in two different churches under the same roof. So if you feel strongly about joining HBIC, and I mean, I can't really say anything wrong about HBIC, let's do it. You know, that's me submitting to my wife, in a sense, mm-hmm. um, or, or not even in a sense. It's like she made that decision, and I went with it. it made perfect sense. Um, yeah, I do. I do appreciate her taking that lead, me saying let's do it, me following, and H. Bick being 
the the building, the church, the spirit that it is for my family. Let's go. Yeah. May we continue to have the right intentions towards all towards everyone, towards each other, mm-hmm. you know. Uh man, thank you. No, don't thank you. This was this was great. We're done? I hope we're not. <laughs> we didn't talk about any of the stuff that I thought we would. That's my um, bad. <laughs> and it's an hour. Um, I, I, I mean, I could come back another day if you ever want I think to. we wish it will come back another day because we got to point bullet point number zero, what I was going to ask. I'm so sorry. No, it's good. And I usually cut these. I usually have them in like half hours, mm-hmm. but I don't have any living clue how I will like cut this in two. So everyone, hope you enjoyed this extra long edition of the HVIC podcast.